Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a Disney episode today, which I'm so stoked about. You guys know these are some of my favorite episodes to do. We managed to track down Brooke. I was so stoked to be able to talk to Brooke again. She had been MIA for a long time doing her thing. She ventured out to Florida. I ran into her at Knott's. It's been it's been a long time since we had her on, so I was really stoked to finally be able to welcome her back to the podcast. You know, Garrett, he's he's here. He's always here on these episodes with me, so it was always great talking to him. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's October. Disneyland is still closed. I never would have imagined that I would be going to my annual Halloween trip to Florida before I would go back to Disneyland. So when this whole pandemic started and the shutdown happened, when it was initially going to be just two weeks just to slow the virus and try to you know contain everything and make sure to get a grip on the situation and everything would be safe and ready to go with everything being shut down for two weeks. So we were all you know prepared mentally for that. But uh, once the two weeks were up and uh, it was just kind of game over at that point, nobody expected to be waiting this long for the park to reopen and it's been uh you know pretty pretty dark dark times right now uh, disney announced that they uh had to lay off 28,000 employees and you got to think about it, that's just so many people whose livelihoods were just you know crushed and it's definitely a bummer because i'm so close to the situation i have so many friends who worked at the park uh some of them still do but it was just a bummer to hear uh, or even see my friends uh, post online that they were part of that 28,000. So, so my heart goes out to everybody who has been affected, but uh, keep your head up. Things will get better. They always do. Life is a roller coaster. Things are you know good one minute, bad the next, but then there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. So just please stay positive and things will get better. Trust me. I've been in some dark places in my life and uh, I just, you know, had to keep my chin up and just strive to be better and do better and things eventually will get better for everybody. So love all of you. And thanks for everybody who tunes into these episodes, because I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I love talking about Disney. I could go on forever. So the fact that you guys join us for this journey, uh, hear us just talk about the things that we love. I seriously appreciate all of you. So strap in and without further ado, welcome Garrett and Brooke to the show. live welcome back to the podcast garrett and brooke this is awesome thank you for having me no what up what this is my pleasure uh you know we talked to the dms and i was just happy to be able to have you back on and obviously these aren't the ideal circumstances so it it, it sucks but i'm just happy we're here we're gonna talk disney it's been a while so i'm happy just to be able to sit here and talk to people who are down for disney just like me Yes, even though it's not the, it's been a weird week. I will tell you that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I'm okay. So I, I know it's like a sensitive topic. Obviously, it's like still pretty fresh for for you. Um, I, I'm just curious. 
about like your whole situation because um you've been furloughed for just as long as the park has been closed am i right yeah my last day of work was officially march 12 2020 like that was like when i walked out and i had shifts throughout the whole entire weekend and then i went home and then the next day thursday my shift was canceled and then that night they called me and they said your shifts are canceled for the rest of like forever and so i was like okay and then they were like we'll see you in two weeks yeah that was the idea like i like the last week the park was open i was there that last thursday and then i went out of town so i missed the actual last day on that friday and yeah we were all under the um you know guys that it was just going to be two weeks the virus was going to pass it's not going to be as bad as it got and everything was going to be okay but then you know, the two weeks came and then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And that was, you know, middle of March. And here we are beginning of October and the park still hasn't opened. Uh, the pandemic is, you know, it's kind of been like a roller coaster. At one point, we looked like we were getting better out here in California. And then they had to push back and try to, you know, go back to being closed again to try to slow things down. And I think we're kind of back to where it's slowly getting better. But it, but uh the whole theme park world, like, you know, Knott's, Universal, Disney, I feel like they're just kind of getting the shit end of the stick, uh, no guidelines to reopen and just kind of in limbo. And that, uh, you know, kind of forced Disney's hand and they had to let go. Uh, was it the, the number was 28,000 that was re- reported and that was between both parks, Florida and California. No, that was from my knowledge, from what I heard is that that was Disneyland's side, that 28,000 people are going to be let go by December 4th. So, because Florida had twenty, like a bunch of people let go too, but mm-hmm. I have no clue. There was, it's not like, like no one will clarify that. Yeah. But Florida's let go of half their team too. I mean, my whole entire team in Florida is gone. My whole entire team here is gone. Both in entertainment, because I was on a TA when this happened, a temporary assignment. That team is, I mean, gone. Like up to the highest manager. Like when I got the, because I got laid off twice. <laughs> so Disney Vacation Club called me and laid me off. And then the next day, Entertainment called me and laid me off. Oh, wow. So they were like, well, we don't know because I was in a temporary assignment when this like hit. And so my whole entire department in entertainment is gone. Like to the very top manager, like the head of entertainment called me to let me go. So like, I, I mean, I have no clue if that's entertainment in general. So like if you are a, like any sort of face character, any character period, like you were just let go. Because I don't know if entertainment's um, union. I don't think so. I'm I'm not union at Disney Vacation Club. My whole entire team there is gone. So they're not done making calls either. They were like making calls up to 8 p.m. on Friday. So it's it's like everyone is on their toes. It's like if you, it doesn't even matter. Like even if you've been with the company for 36 years, like people I know have been let go. They've been there forever. It's just, it's like the most nerve wracking thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> I was like on Wednesday. So that gives you some perspective. Like they started calls on Tuesday night and then I got called on Wednesday night and it was, they were like, we have no clue what's going to happen. You're, you're going to get an email tomorrow. And I still haven't got the email. So. <laughs> yeah. Garrett, do you want to chime in? Cause uh, you know, obviously Garrett's wife, she's pretty close to the situation as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we got Lexi got that email. She let me know about it. Let some of her family know about it. And then, um, and then some of her family were coming back and saying, you know, yeah, like they saw a bunch of news articles about it or the news was talking about it. It was like the first thing they were talking about. Um, and then, uh, Lexi got some information from her union cause her job is a part of the union, um, as a dinner 
as a as a dinner cook or just a cook in general at the restaurants. Um, so they actually put out a number of how many how many people um, in her union and what positions are going to be let go. And so she's on you know she's on her toes. And the number was like forty three from her actual position in her union. And then she was kind of counting by seniority because she can, I guess she can check certain seniorities as well. So she was counting seniorities to 43 and she was on that list. So they said they're not going to get calls or emails uh, for official firings until like beginning of November. So she's just on her toes, but she's not waiting around and holding her breath, obviously, because that's kind of just, you might as well just start getting, looking into the other things, but yeah, it's it sucks. Such a bummer. I'm so sorry. Give her condolences to me to, to her for me because, like, no nothing. Like, I just this whole entire thing is just like I wish they would have laid us off in the beginning of of June. Like, you know, just have done that. Just rip off that band aid, and just so I could have spent the summer looking for something or figuring out. Because like I passed up a lot of job offers. You know, not like a, like hundreds of jobs, but like one or two jobs that could have I could have taken. But I was like, well, I don't know what's going to go on with Disney. So maybe I'll just kind of like let this go. And yeah. I, I would <laughs> like it. It guess shame on me for doing that. But whatever. I mean, you never know. You don't know what's going on. You're at you have your career that you're working on right there. At Disney. Why? Why not? You know, I feel so bad for her. That's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. So so we're it's 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 a sucky situation for everybody. But um, but I mean, she's been looking for other work and she actually. She found work for a, a newer hotel opening up, um, which they said, you know, they want to give her the job, but, you know, training doesn't start until like mid-November. And they, you know, they said they basically, she has the job, but there's been no offer letter. So obviously, you know, it's not written in stone. There's no signature on, on paper yet. So it's still nerve wracking. Yeah, and that's insane. <laughs> They, you know, banking on Disney opening up. So it's a hotel right next to Disneyland. So it's like, okay, okay it doesn't open. Is this hotel going to open? <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the cast, member, cast members have been in limbo because there's, you know, the, all these like speculation on when the park was going to reopen. Obviously, it's still not open. Um, but when that statement started floating around online about these layoffs that were going to happen, is that what kind of triggered and uh, like let you guys know that this was going to happen? Or did you guys get um, you know information before that statement was released online? Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't know as far as what, what Lexi got. I know she got some emails and I know there was a lot of emails from Disney and her union just saying that they're in talks. But I mean, uh, Lexi... I mean, Lexi was like looking for jobs like when she was furloughed, just because, you know, maybe there's like a part time or something that can be temporary until Disneyland opened up. So she wasn't really like just, you know, twiddling her thumbs a little bit. But um, as far as just like straight up firings go, I didn't think she really realized that it was going to happen until we just got this past information. What, like this past week or week and a half? It's been a week yet? Something like that. Yeah. Right? Um, I so I don't know if you guys saw, but I was in Florida um, I was in Florida the, f the first week or second week of, of September. I'm sorry. And, um, I think that's when I went and, you know, we just went to kind of check out the situation and we had some DVC points. We were going to just, we had to, otherwise we'd lose them. And so we, we made the, the trek out there. And when I was out there, I caught wind that I was going to get laid off. Um, you know, that sucked because I, it's basically what happened is a cast member there showed me a form that, that he had got and the position was basically like 
it was a pilot position instead of it being like an actual position. And whenever I, companies use that pilot word pilot, like that usually means that that's a position that can go away at any time. And uh, especially with Disney. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, we're getting laid off. And, and he like kind of said, I think that that's what's coming, you know? And so like, I kind of got like wind of it and I was like, we're going to get laid off. I told a bunch of people and they didn't believe me. And then three weeks later, we all got laid off. So I kind of, I like had time to prepare, but like, it's still, it's still suck. Like, you know, there's so much stuff I put my energy and time into at Disney, but I, I definitely, when they called me, like I didn't get as upset as I probably would have if I wasn't prepared for that, you know? Um, but like they talked to me, I talked to my management team a lot and it was, it was like the head manager here from Hawaii that called me and then our HR lady and that was it. And then from my knowledge, there's only one other manager that's left in my team that's making the phone calls. So it's kind of interesting how that is, how, you know, it was, but yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of caught wind that I was going to get laid off and I was bummed. I was like, shoot, this is going to happen. <laughs> I just didn't think it was going to be the whole entire company. Like I just thought it was our team because we're really based on tourism. I did not think it was going to be the whole entire company. Mm-hmm. That's a rough time to find out when you're kind of like you know, in the middle of vacation. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, we saw you at Knott's. Like, I think yes, it was like the, yeah. the day before like, or the day you flew out. Yeah, yeah. The, the day before, I think I saw you guys. And I was like, I was so like taken back. I was like, oh my, hello? Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny because it was so random because I was like, oh, I was like, Gary, I was like, that's Brooke. Should I say something? I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll just scream her name, whatever. So, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see you. But damn, that, yeah, that, that, that's such a bummer. Um, okay. But when you got laid off, was there any talks of like, you know, whether it be maybe opportunity when the park reopens or like what? Because I don't know what the landscape's going to be like, because obviously it's still like way up in the air. We don't really know what it's going to be like out here when things kind of, you know, get back up and running. Nothing for us. Like we, you know, I think unions, like they have a clause in the union that they have to, if they're going to hire anyone back or hire anyone, it'll be people that they already laid off. Um, from my knowledge, but for a non-union people, I feel like it's just like, you're gone and good luck, you know, apply when we have more positions. Um, they didn't say anything like, I mean, I knew, I mean, there's three positions within Disney here that aren't like specific roles that also can transfer back and forth to Florida or used on the cruise lines. And so, um, I knew all three of those positions with Disney. And so if anyone, if they were going to keep anyone, it would be people who can use all that knowledge and they can utilize all three of those positions. And they were like, nope, sorry, you're gone. So it was just kind of like a bummer. I was like, okay. <laughs> and going forward, um, when the parks do, re- or if the parks reopen, the thought, is it even there to maybe try to go back? Or are you just going to kind of just walk away and just cut your losses and just you know move on with your life? I think I'm done. I, you know, I've, you know, I've been with, with Disney for such a long time and, um, I've, I think that this is the last heartbreak I want to deal with, with Disney. You know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of heartbreak with the company, you know, they got rid of my position last year and that was, I was really bummed out about that. And so then I was kind of floating and then I was in this temporary assignment and, you know, maybe someday, I mean, when I'm older or like, if we ever move or do anything, like maybe I'll go back and, um, I don't know. Like, I think I'm just going to focus on school and, um, yeah, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and be like, Hey, like, you want to come work for my company or you want to come do this? And it's been kind of nice to feel that way, but I just think I'm, I think I'm done with it. I think, I mean, as much as I love Disney, I just think that it's just right now is a growing period and I'm not going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Damn that, that, that bones me out. Cause like for me, somebody who uh, you know didn't grow up like local to like the Orange County area, I, I grew up in the Palm Springs area. Like moving out here, 
uh, 10 years ago, I, I always thought it would be like such an awesome thing to be able to work for Disney. Um, but obviously, like every cast member that I've ever talked to says, um, if you work here, like the magic will get ruined. And I always thought to myself, like, no way, like I love it too much. Like there's no way it could get ruined for me. But then sometimes I think about it like there hasn't been one cast member that hasn't, you know, stayed in love with the magic because they get there get behind the scenes and see the, the stuff that really happens and they're kind of like you know they kind of have to turn a blind eye to you know something that they love so it's like this like you know weird like thing that they have to like walk on it's it's, it's such a bummer to, to think about sometimes do you feel the same way garrett like since you you hear your wife talk about it a little bit well i mean uh i don't get jaded by it because i don't work there but yeah she definitely get has been jaded by it like she still loves going and will go but it's like you know, there's some days where it's just like, I want to go to the parks, like, you know, before COVID and everything. But she's like, nah, I don't want to go. I just finished a week there. Like, I don't want to go. I just want to hang out at home or do something else. Um, but it's different, like, like if we travel to go to, like, Florida. Because it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's more just we're in vacation mode. Um, or, like, if, like, we've talked about doing staycations here. Like, oh, let's, you know, we have some money and some time. And, like, even though we live, like, a mile and a half away from Disneyland. Let's just, you know, stay at the hotel for a day or two and hang out and do a staycation. We've talked about doing that before. And like, cause for our, um, for our wedding, we actually got married at Disneyland and we stayed at the, at the fairy, the fairy tale suite, um, at Disneyland, uh, the hotel. And we were thinking for like a big anniversary doing that again, staying one night, oh, yeah. um, out the money and just staying there. But, um, for the most part, she gets a little jaded by it to not, to not want to go even though she, you know when when she's there you know six days out of the week so i feel the same way it's a bummer like i and i feel the same way with you about florida like you know my husband and i go to florida quite a bit and i've done a lot of really fun things in florida and i feel like every single time we go there it's always magical even though this last time was kind of weird it was off because it wasn't like a normal time but i really think that you know we still have fun we you know we love florida but going to Disneyland, like I have no, like even after all this, like it's, it has nothing to do with COVID. Like I don't want to go to Disneyland. Like I have no, I, I really, it's a bummer because usually like when I leave the company, like I've left the company, this would be my, this is my fifth time getting rehired with the company with DVC. But like usually I like walk the park and like, you know, kind of enjoy what, what, you know, what they have to offer for like a few you know, hours before I like go turn in my ID or turn in my costume or whatever. And I can't do it this time. But even then, like, I'm just kind of like, like, I, I think that the magic of Disneyland has run out for me for the time being. So I'm kind of looking forward to just getting a little bit of a refresher and not be, you know, spend a couple, maybe a year or so just not going there. Like, I know that sounds weird because I love Disney so much, but it's just, I don't know. I think after all this, it just kind of was, it's a little stingy for me. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, uh, it might be a year for all of us at, at this point. You think about <laughs> you know, how long it's been. It's it, it's only a trip. Um, but Okay, I want to build up to your trip to Florida because I'm, I'm really curious about that. But um, have you been to downtown Disney since they reopened? I have not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's so weird because I've gone, I think, three times to, to downtown Disney since it, it reopened. Like, obviously, they, they reopened and they closed for like a couple of days or that week or whatever. But the three times that I went, like, the first time, it, like, wasn't, like, a thing yet. Like, people weren't really, like, you know into it. I think a lot of people were still kind of like scared to go out and be around a lot of people. So it was like very easy to get into downtown Disney, the virtual queue to get into world of Disney wasn't that bad. But the last couple of times I went, it was just 
insane. It was just like a shit show, just like over an hour wait just to get in, trying to find or trying to see if parking was open to get into downtown Disney uh, was a hassle too, because sometimes it would be opened and they would close it randomly. So one time we literally parked down the road and just walked in just because it was just so insane. But I, I, I just couldn't believe that there were so many people, including myself, that wanted to go there. But when I like, you know, would think back to when the park was actually open, like downtown Disney was something that I just never even cared for. Like we, we would go down there to maybe get ice cream or to cut through to get to the hotel, the Grand Californian. But other than that, it's like it was never really a destination for us. So the fact that uh, during these times, like to get, you know, some piece of Disney, like that's what we have to resort to. And it just sucks. And it's just so weird. So I, I, I just am so confused at why the park you know hasn't been able to reopen. Obviously, it's like, you know, weird political stuff behind the scenes. Um, but I, I just wish that it, it would because I, I feel like they have proven that they are able to you know keep people safe, keep the whole area safe, and you know have these measures in place to you know protect everybody that enters. So it, it's just like really strange to me that the park is still closed. And I, I know last week there was a lot of chatter that we were supposed to get these guidelines and the parks were supposed to be able, be able to reopen soon, but then that got pushed back. So who knows when we're going to hear anything? Maybe something this week, but I highly doubt it. The, you know, I saw a tweet somewhere, so obviously it's that solid, solid research right there, a tweet that I saw. <laughs> it could be, it could be. <laughs> uh, somebody had tweeted that they had read the guidelines, like they were, I don't know if they were just someone high up somewhere or universal, not anywhere, and they had read these guidelines that get, like the government like had said, and it was like only certain areas can, like so certain, like Los Angeles County couldn't come to Disneyland. Like, oh, so only like Orange County and like San Diego County or something could come to Disneyland. And it was like 25% capacity and nobody from out of state, but the people from out of state could come to downtown Disney. Like anybody from Los Angeles County could come to downtown Disney, but you couldn't go into the park. It was like really weird, like such a weird, like, you know, and I could totally see the government doing something crazy like that at this point. Like who the heck knows what's even going on, you know? So I don't, I don't know, but that would, that sounds about right. That's why, you know, I feel like Disney like said, don't even give out these guidelines. Like just, just let it go for, for a week while we figure out how to lay off all our casts and then we can talk. Yeah. I feel like it was pretty dark that, you know, those announcements came out about the, the, the layoffs. And then shortly after uh, the announcement about like all those high level execs getting their salaries back, like their full salaries. And, and you kind of think about that, like, 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 why are they getting all this money back when you could have just, you know, put that towards, uh, you know, trying to keep your employees like, you know, and not even like you guys weren't even getting paid. You guys were, you know, like still furloughed, like just the just the whole like thought process behind that. I'm just like so confused. And like, like those are situations where like I wish I could like even just be like a fly on the wall and just hear those like conversations that are had to make these like big decisions. I'm just like sometimes I sit there and think about it and, like it just makes no sense at all. Yeah, no, that's ins- that was insane. Like when I when I, I, I th- at this point, nothing surprises me with the company like love Disney. They've given me so many opportunities, but I've seen some stuff happen where I'm just like, OK, that's like not OK. Like that's just not not right whatsoever. And it, they'll just choose somebody for a different position where you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like it, it just it, you know that sounds terrible, but it's true. You know, Disney does some weird things. And sometimes it works, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, like there's a process down the road. And so you just have to trust the process. But sometimes like this is, is kind of insane. Like, I think that that was a really slap in the face for a lot of cast members who, you know, 
I, I'm burnt out. Like you can, you can tell, you know, I'm whatever, but there's a lot of cast members who it was their dream. Like, this is their dream. They want to continue with the company. They want to love, you know, their job. They love their job. Like losing their job is like the biggest, like this is the biggest thing that's ever going to happen in their life because they're, they're very, they identify a lot with Disney and their career at Disney. And so I think that, you know, especially people who have had 13, 15, 25, 35 years where they've worked in these positions and they've been such a light to the company and then all of a sudden they just get let go. You know, when, when we are told that this is a stable job, Disneyland will always be there. You, know, you always hear that. And then here's these like executives that are just like, yeah, no, you've been here for 35 years. Okay, bye. You're like, what? Like you have seniority for a reason and it's for the reasons like this, but they started with our highest seniority cast and reason let them go. And then they went down the line. So they started with the people who had been there for, for 15, 25 years with the company and then let those people go. And then they started like down, they went down, down. And I just, that just to me blew my mind. Like I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? So I don't know that, that whole entire announcement with that whole entire them getting their budget or their salaries back. It was like, nice. Yeah. Very interesting that, that that happened. Like, you know, Disney made the announcement to their cast members internally that same day they leaked all that information to the news and it was a huge media you know thing which I'm sure it was just like a huge uh, it was like a it was a calling the bluff of California politicians and then obviously they just didn't you know nothing's happening still and then they get you know the higher ups get all their 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 salaries back and Bob Iger leaves the task force I don't know there's a lot of weird stuff going on something's happening yeah yeah, that's strange. I something to think about that. Like you know, that, like what if like Disney was trying to like you know like force their hand? Because think about it, out here in Orange County, movie theaters, like restaurants, it's all safe to go back in for like dining and you know sit around and watch a movie. Obviously, there are guidelines, but it's just so strange that the the theme park business are, are the the ones left in limbo because it seems like everything else is just kind of slowly making progress. And I I can't wrap my head around why that they're the ones being like, you know, put in this weird limbo state. Especially when they bring in so much revenue for like, just like think about like just the city of Anaheim alone and how much revenue like Disneyland brings and not even just Anaheim, but just like all the surrounding cities. Just think about all that money that's been lost since March. Because when I, I drive you know up and down Harbor, yeah. it was never empty. But now these days, like you'll see like some stragglers here and there. But it's just crazy, like what what it's done to like you know just like the economy out here. Yeah, and think think about all the all the events that were set that were Disney related at the convention too. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure does Disney have a hand in the convention center? I'm pretty sure they do, right? They have, yeah, but, but yeah, like what they canceled celebration that was supposed to be here. Um, what other events? WonderCon was no so much. Yeah. So much, so much money rent uh, generating revenue was happening, and then it just all got canceled. So, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it definitely is strange. Um, but is it? Yeah, because sometimes, like, I, I don't uh, really think about like how much, like, you know, or how important Disney is. Uh, you know, obviously, like, I, I love it. Like, I, I love Disney. But when you think about, you know, like the economy and how many, like, you know, jobs they provide and like what it, like, what kind of effect it does have, like, on just like where we live, it, it, it's insane to, to to think about. And for it to be on pause, it's just like, yeah, there's no, there's no other company or businesses that can provide that kind of revenue and those jobs for that many people. So, I I hope 
and not just because I, I want to go back to the park. Obviously, like that's like a plus, whatever. But like, I, I just hope for everybody's sake that they can, you know, get back to reopening soon and, you know, just try to get this whole thing moving again because it's just so weird that it's been so long. And part of me like wonders, like, what if like in some weird dark world that it, it never reopens? Like, what what if like could it possibly close? Is that a possibility? Do you guys think? I think so. I don't think that that would ever. I mean, if we did that, we'd probably have bigger something bigger on our hands. Like with the state of California. Like I, I, that's what I thought about that, but I was like, there's no way like something would have been like, we would be like just out there with machine guns or something like that. Like, I don't know. It would be some crazy, like, you know, timeline in our life that would not be normal. I, I, it would have to be something like that. Cause I think Disneyland will open. It's just, it's going to take some time. And I think the government is going to, it's going to be siphoned out as much as possible or like pulled apart as much as possible until, you know, the vaccine is, is readily available for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree there. Like it, the only way it's not ever opening back up again is if we're in like a post-apocalypse. Yeah. Going on exciting. I'm excited to see Disneyland like that. Let's be great. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm moving. No, if, if Disneyland, if it becomes like a wasteland and like shit just goes crazy, I'm going to go walk like the uh, people mover track. I'm going to, you know, just build like my own cart and just kind of skirt around skateboard. It's going to be like Blade Runner. Like I'll be like, you know, we'll be flying in our futuristic cars because obviously that's going to come out like in with this whole <laughs> apocalyptic thing. Like I'm just stoked on it. Like I'm like, let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> it's like the zombie apocalypse. It's like, I'm okay. Doing- I'm, I'm sorry, Island. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, where you want to be. There is, like, honestly, yeah. that's the best place. Uh, I, I write the dragon up. Yeah, th- that's exactly. a defense mechanism, so people try to roll up. Just a just a bunch of booby traps everywhere. Uh, perfect. I saw this report, which I, I was kind of like confused. I didn't really like look into it. I just was scrolling through, but I, I saw that uh, downtown Disney's like uh, you know trying out these new uh, contactless metal detectors. But I was like kind of confused because like I, I thought they were already contactless because then we just like walk through them. So uh, are they the ones that like they have like the just the sides? They don't have like the top. I have no idea. I was just curious. Oh, I was just going through. So Florida I was, has them. Florida has something similar to that. That's why okay. it's like a weird. It's like a weird. So it just is like two sides, and it's like you pull out everything that's metal and they can see it and then you just walk through it and they'll just keep keep walking unless you like set it off. And you're not holding something that's metal. Uh-huh. And then if you if it goes off, they'll go through your bag. They'll like look for stuff, and then they'll just like let you go. It's very weird. Okay, so I want to kind of like you know dive deep and hear about your most recent trip to Florida because I'm scheduled to go in like two weeks. And okay. Yeah. So and, and I'm definitely curious to see what it's like because I, I never because I, I do like an annual Halloween trip, and I wouldn't have imagined that I'd be doing this trip you know, before I would go back to Disneyland, because I always thought that, you know, Disneyland would reopen before we got to this point in the year. But obviously it, it hasn't. My trip's in two weeks and, and I'm a bit curious, like I'm I'm excited, but also like a little weary because obviously like, you know, Florida is like a hot spot for all that. And uh, I, I've had friends who have gone and, and I you know heard them you know, talk about that. They you know felt fine. So I, I'm just curious what your experience was like while you were out there. The flight was my only thing that I think I was like sketched out about like this. Just everyone that's flying right now are people that don't care about anything. I feel like, I don't know, like, I just got that vibe from a lot of people. Like, just the weirdest stuff you could probably see flying was there. Like, I, I mean, just people fighting with the flight attendants. Like, 
people just sassing the flight attendants, you know, multiple times on our flights, like people not wearing their masks. Like we had this whole row of people that were like my age and they just weren't wearing their masks. Like it was weird, you know, and that was my only thing that I felt unsafe about. The moment we got into Disney property, I was like, wow, I feel like the safest I've ever been. Like we took, are you taking Magical Express? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure because I, I still have to figure that out because I, I, when I, we talked about the plans, my friends and I, everybody's like, yeah, like we're getting in Thursday. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I plan to get there like, you know, like the afternoon on Thursday, but then I kind of got an update. Everybody's like, yeah, we're getting in like super late Thursday. So I was like, all right, cool. But I, I have some friends that are local. So I think I'm going to ask one of them to just pick me up and we can hang out for the day. So Ryan, you- <laughs> Ryan from Florida, I know you're listening. Uh, we're going to hang out <laughs> Thursday afternoon. Meet me at the airport. MCO. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm honestly not, pro- I'm probably not going to take magical express when I get there because yeah, okay. I'll, I'll be the only one, but are you staying property? Uh, so my, my buddy Garby, he has like a timeshare. His, uh, parents have had this timeshare since before we were born and nice. that's where we stay. I, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but it's not too far from the park. Okay. The only reason why I ask is cause like, so we got a magical express and that was fine, but they were like. We, kept, we wanted to hit Magic Kingdom that night, but Magic Kingdom had had the banker's hours still. Okay. So, like, we knew we flew in at 3.30, and we, like, didn't even get to the hotel until, like, 4.45. So, we didn't even get in the park until 5, and then it closed at 7. So, we only had two hours in Magic Kingdom. So, it was, like, it was really weird. Um, But, like, we got on the Magical Express, and they were like, oh, yeah, it'll be, like, an, 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 hour, an hour wait on the bus. And I was like hello like because you never have to wait that long um like usually they have the buses that are just going to all the different resorts and we were staying at bay lake tower and so those only have two stops usually and um so i was like shoot you know and so we got on the bus and it was like it was like 20 minutes and we finally got going so i was pretty excited about that but i don't know how long the people that were on the bus before me but they had them like spaced out so like he basically just sat people like groups of people on one side of the bus and then he'd like skip two rows on the other side of the bus you know and so we got there, we checked into our hotel, like everything was normal, you know, like they just did like extra cleaning. And then um, it was, it was just, it just seemed dead, like, cause we got there the, the week before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And so we went to, we walked over to Magic Kingdom and we walked through security and the park was like dead. Like there was no one there. It was insane. And it had just rained. So there was definitely like no one there. And so we walked and we had to get something to eat. We ate really quick and then we went to Seven Dwarfs. And we waited like maybe five minutes for that ride. And it was like spaced out. Like there was bigger spaces that I feel like six feet for sure. You know how like you go to the store and it's six feet and it's like a cart length or something like that. Like it's not a legit six feet. Like it is like, like six feet, you know, the, the spots where you have to stand and like kids are like running all over the place. Like that's the only thing. It's just like people aren't like, you can't control a child. This is like excited about being at Disney um and like everyone was wearing masks like there were a lot of people that weren't american that were there that weren't wearing masks like they were or they were wearing like masks on their chin or their noses weren't covered so like we are taught here in america to like be put the mask over your whole entire face and like even then sometimes it doesn't happen but a lot of people who didn't weren't like speaking english were wearing the masks wrong and so it was kind of interesting like we waited five minutes for seven doors we waited no like walked on to peter pan of all rides like the whole entire queue was just like you open and it was all the six feet. Um, we went, we went, we watched Country Bears because I'm afraid they're gonna close Country Bears and change it. Like I'm, I'm like panicking, you know, after everything that's going on Splash. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
my wife would kill someone if they got their memory. Oh my gosh, I feel her so bad on that one because I'm so like I'm so nervous about it. Like I don't know, I feel like they're just gonna you know. So we we went and watched Country Bears and it was like the, she just basically they said to go which rows to sit in and they just had huge gaps in in the rows and there was only like five or six parties in there and then they closed the show they were like sorry like you're going to be in the next show for the people behind us and then um we went road splash of course and so we went road splash and we walked on to that um and then the park was closed by the time we got a splash because we almost got evac'd on splash i was like back us like evacuate me like on splash but no they they we just we we got we finally went through the ride and then we got off and the park was closed. So we just walked kind of through the park and there was still like nobody around. Like it was just like desolate. It was so the weirdest feeling in the world because it was light out. You know, it was light and it was just it was weird. And so the next day we went to Epcot. And it was pretty dead there too. Like walk on to Frozen Ever After. Walk on to everything else, obviously. Um, and. It, that's weird. Like Epcot is the weirdest place to be in right now because everything's closed. Like you guys know Epcot is my heart. Like that is my park. So to walk through there and see how bad they're, they've torn it apart and they're still continuing today to tear it apart. And they have no plans to continue with a lot of the plans that they, they already did is like scary like to me. Cause it's like, listen, like do not half-ass this park. Like that is the one thing it's like, you cannot half-ass Epcot out of all the things you guys have pumped us up to, you know? So I don't know what they're going to do about that. And then um, uh, we just we just spent the whole entire day at Epcot. It was really fun. We did the Skyliner. That was really cool. Um, you know, the monorail isn't running from the the like the Magic Kingdom resorts to uh, Epcot. So we had to take the bus. Worst experience ever. The buses are terrible. So it's they like so first off as an attractions cast member back in the day, like grouping is a skill that you have to like have like you cannot you have to be trained on that skill how to group people and like see things the bus drivers have not been trained on grouping at all and they had to group people so like in the bus you get on the bus and they'll have like numbers on the different seats and then like dividers on each of the like sections so basically like he's the bus drivers are looking out for people that are two to big parties of six to small parties of four like those kind of things people with wheelchairs people with strollers and uh, you have to sit like six feet apart. So it's like they're, they can only like let three or four people on the bus. So we missed out on a bus once because of it. Like, and the buses are not running at a high capacity. Like, so it's like you would sit there for an hour to wait to even get to the theme park. And that's kind of what we had to deal with. Do not recommend it. Like I always tell people to get a car. Like if you're not staying on property, get a car. Cause like that was insane. And it's just as like, we, we went to Disney Springs. Like we, we took the bus to Saratoga got to Disney Springs, we went and did what we had to do there, and then we got on the bus, like, we waited for the bus, and we waited for the bus for, like, an hour. Like, it was ins- insane, like, how crazy little the bus services are working, and they don't even know what's going on. Like, it just, it seemed like a hot mess. Like, it was just, it just was a hot mess. So I just felt, I felt bad for the bus drivers, because there's people who were so mad. Mm-hmm. People were, like, yelling at them, and, like, what do you mean I can't get on this bus? Like, there's standing room. Like, it's, like, come on, guys. Like, it's, they're doing this to make sure that you guys are safe, you know? So it just it just gets to the point where you're just like, okay, like that's a weird that was weird. That was that was the whole entire thing. I was like, well, I wish we would have rented a car. But that's why I suggest I'm like anyone that's going, rent a car. Do not take the bus service. Not even worth it. It's worth the money to go get a car and just have a car to, to rent. And so we had we enjoyed it. Animal Kingdom was dead. I mean, we just it was just a really good time that we went. It was it was nice. So I'm hoping it's dead for you. <laughs> okay. I, I have a lot of questions. Okay, so okay, yeah. you 
you went to Magic Kingdom and you mentioned you only had two hours, which doesn't seem like a lot of time. But when you kind of listed off all the things that you did, uh, I'm like, OK, wow, that would not be possible in two hours on a normal day at the Magic Kingdom. So uh, obviously there's, uh, you know, they have the park at a lower capacity. Uh, so obviously it was like noticeably because you said it, it was dead, but um, you know maybe the rain was a factor. But um, when you... Uh, you know, had to book your because like, you had to book your reservations right in, in advance for each park. Um, was there any like uh, trouble for you to do that, or was it just like you know just easy? You went and selected the parks, no problems at all. Um, so because we were using sign-ins, um, we waited. Obviously, like we we heard that the sign-ins were getting lifted, and so then we made the jump. We're like, we're gonna go on trip. Like we're just gonna go out there. And in my mind, I, I guess maybe I thought I was like, this could be my last trip as a cast member. Like in my mind, I was kind of thinking about that, you mm. know. And so I, I said, let's do it. So we, we made the, the park, you know, we can make the park um, reservations. We had no problem doing that except for, of course, uh, studios, which were blocked out for the rest of our lives pretty much. So like we would, I don't want to use a comp ticket. We're actually going in January and we're going to use a comp ticket for that day. So I was like, well, we're, we're it's fine. We're going to go in January. We don't have to go to studios now. Um, and that was the busiest park, I think, for each day that we were there. So we kind of lucked out with not going there. Um, but you know, we just, we made the park reservations for uh, magic kingdom, Epcot animal kingdom. We went to, we actually went to universal on Thursday. We had a friend that signed us in and then on Thursday night we made last minute reservations. We were like, well, where are we going to go for dinner? And we were going to meet up with some friends and go for a walk with them around some of the resorts. And, uh, we, we made a last minute reservation for Epcot, you know, at, like it was like at 4 30 or something. And so we just took the bus to Epcot and went and ate dinner there and then met our, up with our friends. So it was, it's not that difficult. You know, it wasn't that difficult. It doesn't yeah. seem like it's bad if you're staying on property. I don't know about if you're staying off property, like how difficult it is. Have you made your park reservations yet or no? No, I was actually going to do that next week. Cause I, I, I reached out to some of my friends and cause they had gone, uh, I think maybe like last month. And I, I asked them what the reservation process was like for them. Uh, and they, they told me that it, it wasn't like, you know, hard or anything. Like everybody was able to get like the same park reservation. So um, our plan is because uh, like we're only going to be there for the weekend. So, um, you know, we all fly on Thursday and leave Monday. So our, our plan is Magic Kingdom on Friday and then we're going to do Epcot Saturday, Sunday. But that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's like our plan. So I, I'm just curious, like obviously, like my favorite park is Magic Kingdom just because it like reminds me of being at home because like, you know, there's like that level of like, um, you know, familiarity because like you know, stuff is just kind of like, you know, put in different spots, but like, you know, a lot of the same stuff. So definitely looking forward to that. But uh, you, you went on Splash Mountain, which is uh, I feel like going to be a little, a little more rare these days because obviously it's going to be gone out here. We probably won't even see it um, when our park reopens. So I was just curious. Uh, you know what it was like for you uh, since all like all those big changes came out like you know the announcement of it being changed like are, are you stoked on it getting changed or are, are you going to miss uh, you know the old ride um so me personally princess and the frog is like my favorite princess movie like okay. it has like when it came out like i'm very into like i've never been to new orleans like it sucks because you don't really drink so what am i supposed to do like go to new Orleans and look at ghosts is kind of what I'm excited to do someday, oh, you know, like yeah, awesome. ghost tours. So that's what we'll do someday. But it's like, um, you know, I, I've always loved new Orleans stuff. And so when it came out, like I was working, that was the first D 23 that I worked was the first D 23 ever. And that's when they came out with some of the, like the first opening, like 10 minutes, a princess and the frog. And I saw it and I like got chilled. I was like, this is gonna be amazing, you know? And so it, the music, that whole entire movie in general, just, I personally feel like it's just magic. And 
I'm more upset that the fact that she's not getting like a boat ride, like take out Winnie the Pooh and put in a boat ride there. Like that she deserves her own like dark ride, you know, with like her own like restaurant attached to it. Like she deserves her own area almost. Like I know that that's like reaching, you know, but me personally, like I, they could do so much cool stuff with a magical area, you know, and, and especially Disneyland. And they could re- even retheme if they rethemed it to something like, you know, Tiana something like Slash Mountain, that's fine. But like I want to see a boat ride through the, through the bayou type of thing, you know, like I just think it would fit in right there at Disneyland. Well, Disney world, I don't get it. Like it, it just isn't going to fit in. Like it's Westerny right there. You like you, if you've been there, it's not, it goes from like a pirate's area, like a pirate's, you know, whatever to the Western area. So it's not even like that's kind of South. Like it's like more like Red Dead Redemption, like too yeah. South is kind of what I call it. Mm-hmm. So like if they could do something cool there, like they should find, you know, make a new IP, put something in there. You know, if you're going to take it out, I'm kind of, at first I was like, p- like pissed. Like I was like, why are they taking out Splash Mountain? And then I understand why, but like, I was like, well, why, you know, like there's so much other crap that they do and so much other crap they have in the parks that that's all like, you know, blatant racism, you know, why the hell don't they change that? But, and I understand why they're going to, why they're doing it. And I'm, I'm glad that they're, you know, changing stuff and they're listening to people or whatever, but it's just like, I mean, changing the Disneyland's and not giving her like, what she deserves is what I'm more upset about. So I think that I'm like kind of whatever about the three theme of Splash Mountain, but I love Tiana and like they could do so much cool stuff with it. And I'm just like, I'm kind of bummed out because it's like Winnie the Pooh is, I mean, that was my first attraction and it's trash. Like I can, I can honestly say that because I worked that attraction, like the worst ride system, like just change that, like make that something too. Like make that something Tiana too. You know, it's like, why fix, do Splash Mountain second, fix that first, tear it out, do whatever you gotta do, and then do something with Splash. That's just my personal opinion. Like, I I don't know, like I just, um, she deserves a lot more, okay. She deserves more than an overlay and attraction. Like she deserves her own attraction too, okay. (laughs) That's my two cents. No, that's fair. Uh, Garrett, I'm gonna let you chime in because I know you have a lot to say about this, but I wouldn't be mad if they you know extended like the new orleans theme down the way you know obviously i'm you know haunted mansion you know can blend it no problem but just uh you know if you're gonna do uh you know princess and the frog on splash mountain then that just makes winnie the pooh like critter country all that stuff just you know out of place and it's not that much left so i feel like they could just extend it and boom just get rid of it because nobody's gonna miss critter country to be honest because it's just always been like this weird dead end that nobody really cared about and I think that could be a possibility because um, to tie her in and any of the other characters, no problem. Because you know you see Doctor Facilier just um, walking around, and you know he doesn't look out of place. He f- fits right in. Um, and then also, I didn't even think about how out of place it is going to be in the Magic Kingdom because you think about it like you know it's like right next to Thunder Mountain, and like yeah, just the whole aesthetic it just wouldn't make sense at all. So that's just blowing my mind because I never even thought about that because I was just obviously think about Disneyland first and then and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it makes sense in Disney World. But yeah, now that you bring that up, it's like, yeah, it, it's gonna be like really out of place. Yeah. And I agree too. Like Walt Disney World it, it's gonna be super out of place. It's the West. It's like it's a Western town, you know, it's old, you know, saloons, you know, country bear jam all that stuff. And then, you know, you have uh Big Thunder as well. So it's the West. It's not the South at Magic Kingdom. At Disneyland though, yeah, no, I think they should what they should really do is just completely extend New Orleans or have it be New Orleans Square and like, you know, proper New Orleans going into like the swamp of the bayou. So yeah. going the civilization in the south to, you know, to, to country in the south, which is swamp, 
Bayou stuff and theme it like that and have Tiana's place, have her restaurant and then have her dark ride. And then you can, you know, you can theme Splash Mountain um, as like a, as like a, still a critter ride, but a critter Bayou ride. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that that's like the best idea. Like, I don't understand why we're not Imagineers first off. It doesn't matter. We'd get laid off. So who cares? But here we are. Like, I, I swear, like I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, that is the best way that they could have made it really flow really well and continue, you know, with Winnie the Pooh. And maybe they do have plans, you know, we don't know what they're going to do eventually, but um, you know, just that whole entire area could be transformed into something really cool. Like I know they could make that very like, very southerny and it would just look neat like it would be rad to just go down there at night and just you know see all like the you know aspects of like the the bayou swamp and it bums me out that that's kind of uh they that they haven't extended out those plans like they haven't shown you what they're actually going to change it to if they are going to do that so yeah they could have put like so much better events there too like they could i mean i know they like dress it up for mardi gras and stuff but they could do like big mardi gras parties there now since yeah. so that was the entire area and the construction wouldn't even really create huge um, buildup because, you know, continuing there, it's just another entrance into Batu. So you could just close that entrance off and then just do all the construction, keep it in that one area. And then it wouldn't create a whole lot of like um, bad, I guess, flow or walkthrough for, I, for guests. I mean, personally, too, like now that I'm like thinking about backstage, I'm trying to think of kind of what it looks like. And, you know, back there, there's a a, a route for like the backstage tram to go but right now it stops at you know right behind batu and then it keeps going down to like honda mansion area there's like a like a, a cast cafe back there and then it turns around and comes back this way um i mean even if they extended out the winnie the pooh show building a little bit over to it's like if you're looking at winnie the pooh over to the left like they could have some more room that show building really in general is kind of big like no one really thinks about that it's small in comparison to like indiana jones let's be real but they could put a small boat ride that would be the same exact thing as the pandora boat ride like it would be about the same exact show building size so i mean it would be cool if they could do something like that and just kind of like you could go through the bayou and uh they have enough room to do that there's plenty of room back there that they could they could extend out you know in my personal opinion after being on the the whatever it's called the the pandora boat ride um you know it's it it would be really cool to do something there but what do i know <laughs> could you see a world where they flatten splash mountain and redo winnie the pooh and just have like a whole new area because think about it uh splash mountain <laughs> at this what? point it's not like you know do they really need that flume ride like obviously it's really important people love that but if it's just going to change nothing is sacred at disneyland we all know that so i think that could be a, a cool thing no like just just do punt like a, a new like flume ride and it's like a pooh bear flume ride and it's just honey is the water and it just <laughs> goes down you're just like a oh. little bee floating through the honey there oh, who's man. chasing you but you just blow as honey would let you go like it's like molasses flow like <laughs> efficiency went down it went down with that ride <laughs> that'd be crazy okay damn uh curious uh what are your thoughts on uh, the avengers campus because I, I i know it's made like a lot of progress uh, the last thing that i saw like you know with an update was like you know the the quinjet was like you know um, touchdown over there so i'm just curious like what your thoughts are on it brooke oh um <laughs> you know 
You you can speak freely. It's all right. <laughs> I know. I just either. Well, I, I mean, I'm. Well, you say Garrett. <laughs> you all heard our feelings. It's okay. Okay. You know, I I love. Uh, Black Panther. Okay. I would have rather seen Wakanda go in there. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that doesn't fit at all, but they shoehorn Batu into Disneyland. They can shoehorn a Wakanda and do something really cool there. Um, I love Spider-Man. Like, love, love Spider-Man. have nothing wrong with Spider-Man. Um, but I really would have seen, like, to seen something a little bit more like different you know like a different world I, i'm kind of burnt out on that whole entire you know i feel like they just kind of were like well what can we shoot and in here that would flow with buena vista street and they were like avengers campus you know like that's what it's going to be and i feel like a lot of stuff hasn't been released and i really don't know what they're going to do because i know a lot of imagineers that were working on that project that got laid off so and that were still working on that project like last week so I don't know what, what they're going to do, honestly. I have no clue what the next steps are like with that whole entire thing. I don't know how far they've actually like got on it. I know about like, right before or during the start of this pandemic, you know, and, and also like the sort of furlough, they reached out to people saying, you know, hey, who wants to come here and work, you know, transfer to start on Test and Adjust for the attractions. And, um, you know, that won't start up probably if the attraction's even somewhat ready to start testing just won't start until we're all back from furlough. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of friends who were planning on going over there too. They were chose for testing adjuster. That's their plan. And I, I have no clue what's going to happen. So uh, it's going to be interesting when they do open it up. What, what, how much is scrapped? Um, you know, I've seen all the kind of, I, I've been really lucky to know some people who have shown me some behind the scenes stuff and I, i'm wondering if a lot of that stuff's going to just be scrapped like it just they just don't didn't do it they're not going to do it because it just is too much work it's too much money and uh, i feel like avengers campus is not going to be what it should be because of this whole entire thing so that's kind of a bummer like that's what i feel bad about you know as much as i'm like why stop like let's take a step back let's go why don't we put wakanda in here there's plenty of room to do something cool here um and there is like back there there's a um, just like a parking lot that has a bunch of trailers in it that are forbidden for Imagineering. And then there was my like training building that I used to work in back there, but that's it. So it's like, they have room. They could have done something cool there, but I mean, that's their plan. Their two-step process there is that they're going to put that other big roller coaster or whatever there, but I don't know. That's my two cents on it. I just feel like they're not going to, it's getting the short end of the stick, the Ventures campus, and it's not going to be as built up unless they wait until we're back to a somewhat normalcy, full power capacity, and then they can open it, you know? Yeah, I, I would have been okay with having a, another superhero besides Spider-Man in there because it I, I feel like it is kind of strange when you think about like, okay, here's this Avengers campus, but then there's like this, like, you know, you know, crazy uh, tower uh, right next to it with like the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, it just doesn't really like, you know, make a whole lot of sense. So things just kind of feel kind of scattered and just like randomly placed. Um, so I, I feel like they could have used uh utilize like better superheroes from like you know the the like you know the rest of the avengers because obviously you know spider-man they you know it's owned by sony whatever so i feel like maybe they're like weird stuff back there where maybe they couldn't go like, go, like you know full on because i hate the spider-man that the, the character that walks around his suit is so wrong it, it just doesn't this doesn't look right and always like like pisses Less me off than. yeah so i'm like <laughs> this is terrible but you know i i just feel like yeah they, they could have just done more stuff like you know, the, I, I just wish there would have been like more Iron Man stuff. I'm just a little biased because I'm a huge Iron Man fan, but whatever. Uh, but I'm stoked on you know at least having some Doctor Strange presence because I think he's an awesome character. 
but yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing it like complete. You know, when they do get that that, that coaster eventually, that's supposed to you know be like whatever I read. I don't even know if it's true. They, they said it's supposed to be a Captain America themed roller coaster, which I think would be pretty awesome because as much as I don't like that character, I, I think he's you know pretty iconic. You know, for the brand, so it would just be cool to have another thrilling coaster in DCA. Something else to look forward to besides you know California Screaming and uh, Tower. They should have just made a third gate and just used uh, all their IP in that. That's what my two cents on, on that one is. They should have just done third gate and just have just gone ham if they were going to do it. But then you're experiencing what Epic Universe is experiencing, and that's rip. You know, that's sad. So it just is getting to the point where it's like, oh, okay, you know, I get it. I get it. But I'm a little nervous about uh, this whole entire new part of the park. What about you, Gary? What do you think? Two cents. I don't know. There's definitely weird things that they decided to do with the Avengers campus and then some cool things that are, are happening. I mean, that's usually with with everything that Disney does is a little bit of cool sprinkled in with a little bit of what the hell are you thinking? Um, I think I'm most excited about the Pim Particle restaurant. It's just basically going to be the Ratatouille restaurant where everything's giant, but I just think I, I love, um, I mean, I like Ant-Man a lot, but I love the technology of like the Pim Particle how it can shrink or enlarge um, particles. Uh, and so having like a giant, like, I don't know, like, oh, you order like, I don't know, a, uh, pasta, but it's like one giant noodle or something. I don't know. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm, I am glad that there's a, a Doctor Strange presence because I, I also love Doctor Strange. Um, but then everything else is kind of just, yeah, it's more just like pushed in to be, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't think it'll flow very well. And then having Guardians of the Galaxy in the background is just as much as I, as much as I love hate that ride because I I miss um, I miss Twilight Zone so much and I love that ride. Um, and I, you know the ride is still more or less the same as far as the action that it's doing. It's just theming is differently. And I do love Guardians the way that they themed it. But I just miss Twilight uh, Twilight Zone entire terror. But um, uh, but yeah, just having that in the background is going to be a really weird flow for me personally. Um, Spider-Man's great. I love Spider-Man. That ride will be interesting. And then whatever they end up doing with the roller coaster. I think the roller coaster, I don't think it should be like one specific character theme, though. I think it should maybe all encompass all the Avengers. Like maybe call it like the Avengers coaster or something. And then that way you can have, you're not set on just one specific character. Even though, you know, Captain America is an Avenger and then, you know, most of his movies except for his first movie feature so many other different characters um as far as the mcu goes uh but i think they should they shouldn't just um i guess pigeonhole themselves into just having it themed after one character that's a great idea something i, I didn't even think about because you think about the all the disney plus shows coming out with like you know all those other superheroes that they can tap into since it, it, i feel like they would be friendly enough to have them in the park so yeah. I think that that would be a good utilization of the other characters. So yeah. I think what they could do is they could call it like, you know, I mean, Dr. Strange is, you know, there's a presence of Dr. Strange. So I think they could tap in and call it like, and obviously the, the pin, you know, uh, the pin particle restaurant. So you could tap in and just call it like the multiverse coaster or something. And then that way you just hit literally everything. Just each section of the roller coaster have a different area with different superheroes. Now, is this, so obviously you, you want this to be like an indoor coaster. Yeah, I, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be gonna an indoor coaster, too. Yeah, I thought they were kind of uh, mirroring what they're doing with the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster at Epcot. 
yeah, th- that's what I was I'm hearing as well is like if the Guardians coaster is like successful, whatever that means, like that's what they're going to do is just kind of reskin it how they've done it with so many other rides. Uh, but I, Tron. Yeah, Tron. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I'm curious, uh, since you, Gary, you bring up the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, uh, Brooke, your favorite park is Epcot. How do you feel about them, you know, invading? Because like I, I don't really see how that you know fits into the whole thing. But I guess, uh, you know, I, I guess that's if they were going to put it anywhere, I guess that place, I guess, um, you know, is okay. But it, it could have been cool to see it in like Mainline, uh, you know, in the Magic Kingdom. Like imagine that in Tomorrowland. I feel like that would have been awesome. But obviously, they're not going to you know want to plop that in there. You know, have some marble and like you know the big park but i i'm just curious like what are your thoughts because I, I feel like you know they, they took out uh, it was the ellen ride but before that which was like you know not my favorite ride i, I went on it a couple times it's weird but how i don't understand how is that not your favorite ride <laughs> because there's frozen ever after which is amazing so when i, I go swear to- <laughs> i come through that screen right now and slap you when i go to so epcot hot. it's all about frozen but but i, I just want to hear your thoughts about guardians so i do not believe so all right excuse me let me get on my stop soapbox here okay. oh god oh lord uh so freaking epcot is supposed to be about the future it's supposed to be about like technology advancement which absolutely those rides are technology advancement mm-hmm. absolutely they are but it's supposed to be about culture it's supposed to be about you know the exploration of how things work and that is gone. Like any reminiscence of that now with interventions being destroyed, it's like the land and a little bit of the seas. Ha- and I mean, like journey into imagination, but we all know, like, let's be real. M- poor pigment is not getting his justice with that attraction. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, it's just the land pretty much that has any sort of like appreciation for the growth of, of, you know, Epcot and same thing with the seas and adding that attraction isn't going to do that. Like adding that attraction is not going to be helping out because it's not going to teach, Oh, this is how, you know, the guardians of galaxies used energy. Like it's not going to be a learning experience for the kids and same thing with frozen. Like, you know, it'd be cool to have a walkthrough exhibit that they would rotate out or something with something else that shows this is the technology processes that we use for frozen. Like in my mind, that's what Epcot would have done. If they put in frozen back in the eighties, they would have also added something somewhere in, you know, future world about how they tech, they, they drove that technology into that attraction. And I feel like that's the the connection that's missing with Epcot today is it doesn't explain stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't build up what they're doing with the actual land or like how you are able to utilize Epcot. Um, you know, how you're able to utilize stuff and, you know, they're adding the water pavilion for Moana and that's going to be like about water. And, and, but who knows if they're going to teach about like how to, to be resourceful with water, like how we use water to, to use energy, like with dams or how we use recycled water or like, when you pee, you know, that water goes in somewhere at water treatment plant. Like, you know, like that's the kind of stuff I think that they should be doing is trying to teach people. But then again, guess what happens? You can't, you can't force people to sit there and like learn about stuff. Like people don't want to learn about stuff when they go on vacation. And that is the problem with me versus everyone else in the world is like, I would rather go on vacation and learn something versus I think that's gone because of the whole entire, like, just have it now kind of like, you know, mentality of things like, no, they want to be able to just go and ride a ride and then just go off and do the next ride and just go off and get food and then go off to the next thing versus like slowing down, going through an exhibit, looking at stuff and not be worried about, oh my gosh, my frozen fast passes in 20 minutes. 
you know? So I think that that's just how the world's changed. Unfortunately, I'm just stuck in the past with that, but, um, you know, I'm excited about the Guardians ride. I love Tron in, in Shanghai. I'm not excited about it coming to Magic Kingdom. They should have put that Guardians ride in or in um, studios, and they should have put the Tron coaster there in Epcot. Like, they would have fit in better. They could have really made it cool, that very, like, you know, not Neo-Tokyo necessarily, but Blade Runner-esque, Tron-esque. They could have even made it, and they could have gone with that vibe already. It was already kind of like that. And... Um, you know, that just bummed me out that they didn't they didn't make that decision. I would have rather seen Tron there than the Guardians ride. I would have rather seen the Guardians ride in Magic Kingdom or in studios, which it would have fit better in studios. But this is my two cents on that. <laughs> I'm just curious. Do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. Yeah. Have you heard of the show Down to Earth with Zac Efron? You know what? Everyone in their mothers tells me I have to watch that. So okay. every, you're saying, yeah, I know I need to I need to watch it because I know it's going to be something that I'm going to be like, oh, my God, like this makes me love Zac Efron that much more, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I heard it's just it hurts really good. And my hippie ass needs to watch it. So, yeah, just hearing you speak about, uh, you know, uh, all these like educational things at Epcot and, uh, you know, learning how to use like these resources on Earth and stuff like that shows like literally right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it makes me want to go to these places that they visited so bad. Like, I always, like, the first episode, I think it's the first episode, just a little teaser, is they go to, um, they go to Iceland. Okay. And Iceland is, like, so far in the future as far as sustainability, it is crazy. Like, that whole country really knows what they're doing as far as, like, sustainability, renewable energy, just so much stuff. And I always wanted to go there before, and my reasoning was because... <laughs> Uh, I used to watch a lot of like the CKY videos with like Bam Margera and all that. And they go to Iceland in one of those videos and it looked really beautiful. But then after watching that, I just want to go even more now with, with all that. And Paris too. I want that free water in Paris. You got to watch the episodes though. They're so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I, I, I try to tell everybody like, like I, and it, it sucks because I, I hate talking crap about, you know, our country where we live. But when you look at where he travels to and all these other countries that are doing things to you know help like you know preserve like you know life on earth and just to try to you know change for like the good and when you look at like how we're doing things here it's just like holy crap we're so behind like we're doing things so wrong and it's so scary to think about it has nothing to do with like the country so don't feel bad about doing that it's just the fact that we're not raised to be learning these things you know we weren't taught i mean we were taught to recycle what like in maybe maybe second grade maybe fourth grade maybe sixth grade and after that like Maybe if you had a science teacher that was a little bit of a hippie, maybe you you he taught you about some sustainability stuff, but it's not engraved in our culture yet, you know. And so once that gets engraved in our culture, you know, but that was what Epcot was about. You know, Epcot was about that in the 80s. And that's why I am like long for that. And everyone's like, you need to be in the future. And it's like, I am in the future. But that's the thing is that I'm the future of like sustainability, like, you know, like we try to be as zero waste as possible in this house. You know, like we, we do, we've taken the steps to make sure that, you know, we're a little bit more sustainable in this house than I definitely for sure our neighbors. And so it's just, it's just an interesting take on things about how Disney has gone away from that when they should be the leaders in that. Um, it's just a weird, it's just weird. I think we talked about, did we talk about sustainability last time on the podcast when I came on here? I can't remember if I was preaching to you guys about, I don't think we did to be honest. Cause I, I feel like this is like news to me. Yeah. Okay. So, like, um, I have a friend who he does, like, all the popcorn buckets. So, he makes all the popcorn buckets for here, D- Dis- Disneyland, Paris, and Hong Kong, 
Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Japan does their own thing because they're amazing. But, um, you know, my first thing that I was like griping to him about was like the cups and how much cutlery we use and like how, you know, like the waste that Disneyland has a lot of the times is the fact that people just throw away like a, a cup full of ice and then that's weighted and it, it's, it's hard to recycle that. And then those cups, you know, they have, um, they're not recyclable. And a lot of people don't think about that, you know, because they stop doing leads and straws. They have paper straws, but the cups are just as wasteful because on the inside, there's like a wax and there's only one like plant here in the Southern California region that can actually recycle those. And it takes forever because you have to separate the actual outside of the cup from that inside wax. So those are cups that are sold here and they're also in Florida and everywhere else pretty much in the, in the Disney parks. And so it's like, you know, trying to figure out a better way to, to have more compostable items in the parks. And, um, you know, it, it's just so many hoops to jump through. It's like the most hoops you would ever imagine to jump through to try and get something because it's, it's all about money. When it comes down to things, you're going to get those cups for, you know, five cents a piece versus if you go with something a little bit more sustainable, they could be a dollar. And that, that, that is a lot when you're buying in such a bulk, you know, amount. And so then, you know, just the sponsorship programs with like people like Coke and Coke doesn't care, you know, so they want, they don't care about anything about the environment. So they're like, yeah, sure. Use whatever cups you want, you know? So I pitch so much random stuff to our inner, like our environment department. Like I know the people in our environment department. I was like, you guys need to like make a water bottle where there's a water system where you pay daily or you pay like monthly if you're an AP or whatever. And it's like a water filled system, but it's like an RFID chip on the bottom of the water bottle and they sell them all over the parks. And then you can just go up and get water, you know, cause now it's, now they're starting to do that. But if you want to make money off of it, you don't want to push, you know, uh, Dasani bottles all the time, those plastic bottles do something like this, you know, and charge like $5 a week or something like that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, knots with their little cup thing where you can go and put the, 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 whatever you want in it. So I don't know. There's like a lot of cool things that I've, I've brought up, but it all comes down to money all every single time. It's, it's all money. They're always like, it's, it's about money. It's what they can make and versus what they can't make. So it's kind of sad, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Like I, when they started adding the, um, you know, the water funds at the end of, um, at the end of smugglers run. And then they started putting the spouts. I was like, yes, I can refill any water bottle I have on me with water. Like that's all I want. Yeah. But it's literally only at those exits. That's where the only place that they have those nowhere else in the park has them. if I'm not mistaken, I don't think so. And you know, they had those taps, like they had the one at Rancho and then they had the one Tomorrowland and um, you can go to the baby care center and also get like your water bottle, fl- water bottle filled up. But like how many times do you want to go in the baby care center when that place is popping? You know, you don't want to just be like, um, yeah, I'm going to come fill up my water bottle because there's like moms in there that are trying to like nurse and do other stuff. And um, they're trying to use the kitchen. And then it's just like those other two places. Like how many times have I seen people like spit in there or, you know, dump stuff in there? It just it gets grody. And so they need more of those for sure. But if they were going to try and make money off of it make them an RFID thing, you know, you have to pay for the water bottle. And then that's your water bottle that you bring to the parks, you know, bring out a new one each year, you know, I know that kind of then that becomes like a a wasteful thing with plastic or whatever. But I just I don't know, that was my two cents about those because I love those because they have those in the airports. And those are fantastic to fill up your water bottle. But it's just annoying that those are the only two places It should be like that backstage too for cast members. And it's not like that. So yeah, that's crazy. 
just wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you watch that Paris episode because they offer yeah. like just free water like all over the city and then like just to think about how like they think that um, you know a necessity like that shouldn't you know be like a paid thing and you know, that they should offer it free to everybody like I, I think that that is like you know something that would be cool to see um, in Disneyland because you think about how many people like just the foot traffic that goes through that park and just think about all the water cups that they hand out through the day it's like they could you know get rid of that like easy if they were to implement some of more of those like you know water fountain areas to like refill your water bottles yeah and you can charge people like people will pay for it because it would just it's just if it's a cheap charge whatever but five five dollars per hundred people you know that's a lot of money you know that's gonna pay for your product no more and then spray water you know whatever what do i know again No, I feel like you know, people like you who, who have these awesome ideas, you know, who are um, you know, speaking up and trying to make change like you know, the, um, that's important because obviously these systems, you know, uh, th- there are room for improvement. So uh, I, I just, uh, you know, once again, I always wonder, I, I want to be in those rooms where they have those conversations and why they choose not to, you know, make the environment better for us, you know, by just like simply adding these things around the park where you yes. know, they could literally cut out all the free water cups you're handing out because it's just like, you know, kind of whack sometimes when, when you think about it, which is like, okay, water, like that's like an issue when it like, it definitely doesn't have to be. Yes. Okay, so Disney Plus, have you seen Mulan, Brooke? No. N- not interested? I'm I'm interested to see it. I'll watch it when it comes out, you know, for whatever. There's so much... Like, I, I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I started to dive into the political aspect of that whole entire movie. And I was like, I cannot deal with this right now. <laughs> okay. So I do a lot of research on stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram. I think you do, obviously. Mm, yeah. But like, I, I, I posted a lot about stuff that has been going on in the world. And um, I do a lot of freaking research about a lot of things. And I, I started to do some research on that. And it just it tugged on my heartstrings a lot. So I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until this whole entire thing tones down and the real information can be looked at without being a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of biased information too, whether it's one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have their opinions and they're pushing it as truth. And I just hate that. So um, I have not seen it yet. My husband loves Mulan. Um, it's one of his favorite movies. And so he wants to see it, but we're just kind of like waiting for it to come on for free so we can watch it. Okay, you know, I was so excited to to watch that movie. So like, I watched it the 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 day it came out. Like, uh, like you know, I got home from work because I get off really early. So I, I got home, I was ready. I, I watched it, and then I didn't realize there was like any controversy with the film until like after when I was like, oh, like I, I wonder what people think about the film. So I went and like you know looked online to see like what people's like you know reactions were to it, and then I realized that there was all these like things that I didn't know about that went on with like the filming and everything. I was like, oh, crap, this is like, you know, went over my head completely. So I had no idea because I, I I saw that like a lot of people, were, you know, were like, you know, kind of talking bad about the film. And I was like, OK, like maybe this is just the normal bashing of the live actions. But then when you kind of like look into the political stuff and like, you know, where, where they filmed and all that, I was like, oh, wow, I was oblivious. I had no idea. So I was like, damn, that's like, you know, kind of dark that um, that they just kind of did it. And so I, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, like, you know, strange thing to, to, to think about, like when it comes to that film. Yeah, I was, I was definitely like surprised at a lot of that information when that started to come out. So when I started to do research, I was like, okay, this sounds like something that I'm going to get preachy about. So I'm going to take a step back and just wait until that real information starts to come out. And I do a little bit more research about it. And I'll, I mean, that's just how I do it with everything. Like I always try to research every single thing I try to do, especially if I'm going to talk about it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely have looked at a lot of the stuff and I'm just like, 
what were they thinking? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What, what are your thoughts, Garrett? I, I wait just to be clear. I use Garrett's Disney Plus, so Garrett, um, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett hooked me up. Um, he, he gave me his login, so thank you, Garrett. Thoughtful, very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I I haven't researched a whole lot about like I guess the making of the movie. I mean, I know there are biases out there about the way. I mean, the way the movie is and versus the original cartoon, which. I mean, I understand there's always going to be differences in a remake of some kind, but um, I just went in just, you know, understanding that it's a movie based off of a, a, a story that has been retold for for generations. And I don't know, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was like, oh my gosh, amazing, best movie ever, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. And I didn't think there was anything crazy political that had to be, I don't know, like bashed on or anything and then i heard there was something people were saying like uh the one thing i heard about where people were saying well not not just that it doesn't follow the cartoon on obviously it doesn't follow the cartoon to a t it's you know it's supposed to be a more kind of serious movie and you're not going to have a comical relief from a little dragon you're going to have something a little bit more um more deep and more meaningful um which don't get me wrong i loved eddie murphy doing comedic dragon material in the cartoon um but um but i know people were saying like oh like they had to sink blah 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 for where they filmed and i'm like you guys ever watch the credits of movies they literally do that in every single movie they sink wherever they filmed and whichever association works with that location that they film it so that was my only gripe like why are people griping about this watch any movie watch any tv series they're gonna think where they filmed no matter what but I enjoyed the film. I didn't think it was bad. I think I'm at the point where I'm like tired of the live actions. Like when they first started, I was like, all right, cool. Like we're going to see some of our favorite movies as kids be, you know, kind of remade with like actors and actresses. So it, it was something that I, I definitely look forward to. And uh, they all haven't been great. Obviously, I'm biased. I think Aladdin's the best one. because That's my favorite movie. But when Garrett and I walked out of the theater of Lion King, because it was just so awful, and then and just hearing hearing <laughs> that they're yeah halfway through the movie, Garrett and I walked out halfway through the movie. Yeah, wow. There was yeah. no need to remake that movie in quote unquote live action. Yeah, I think it was a political pawn on on Disney's part. I think they were just being political, honestly. For sure. I just that's that's my two cents on that. I just think they were just trying to be political, which is understandable. That Disney's a pretty political country, uh, you know, company nowadays. But I think that that's what they were just trying to get through to everyone, and it is what it is. I haven't seen it yet. I did like Aladdin though. I loved Aladdin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, wrong. And then you like? Oh, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast yet. So we haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. So we haven't seen. Um, Lion King, and obviously we haven't seen Mulan. Mm. I, I'm so bad at watching movies. It's like the worst in the world. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I'm, I'm pretty bad at it too. But uh, Beauty and the Beast was great. I, I really enjoyed that one. But it, but if you look at like the, the rest of the landscape, like what we have to look forward to, like Little Mermaid, I'm just like, okay, I, I'm not like like that excited for that. And then eventually they're going to remake Garrett's favorite film, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's uh, not my film. <laughs> I but, love that. But it's just I like, because I heard they're in the talks to do a live action Peter Pan Disney. Is. Oh, yeah, do hundred percent. That that stuff's coming because didn't they cast Tinkerbell like the other day? Yeah, yeah. So they they cast Tink like like it's over. Yeah, it's it's happening. It ain't Julia Roberts though, and that's the best live action. 
<laughs> Julia Roberts. All right. But yeah, so it's just like, I, I feel like at this point, I, I'm just kind of tired because uh, th- I, I feel like there hasn't been one that's been like over the top, like, holy crap, like you have to see this because it's amazing. It, it like, you know, touched like, you know, perfectly and is like a perfect live action Disney film. But it's, yeah, I, I just don't feel like we've gotten there yet. Maybe in the future there'll be one. Maybe it will be Peter Pan or Little Mermaid. Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Maybe it'll be Princess and the Frog. They could totally do that. Uh, I, they probably will. That's probably what they're going to do, and then they'll line it up with the the, the ride, knowing yeah. them. I'm looking for Tron. I'm looking for the the Tron, you know, legacy sequel. Yo, no, they already they casted the main character for the next Tron movie. It's not going to be legacy sequel directly, but um, but Jared Leto is going to be the main character in the new Tron film, which I'm stoked for. I loved him in 2049. Like I loved Blade Runner 2049. It was amazing. Very good. Yeah, so I'm excited to see him. Like, I hope that he's just as weird and creepy and less eyeballsy as he was in 2049. I want to wear those eye, those eye contacts again. Keep the blind contacts. They were so creepy cool. They were really rad, and it would fit in with that movie. Like, you know, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited for Jared Leto. Like, a lot of people, like, don't like him or whatever. I don't care. Like, d- dude, I, I'm, I'm over the moon. Bring back Electronica. Like, okay absolutely bring back electronica like i will get an annual pass just to go to electronica like everyone would i feel like it would just be packed like you want to bring people back to disney make electronica back in dca like put it back in dca yeah i I definitely enjoyed that way more than mad tea party oh for sure for sure yeah i i really liked the arcade that they had you know they did flynn's arcade back there and that um that stage right where they have the captain marvel jet just kind of hanging out Definitely, definitely a fun event. Yeah, totally missed. Amazing. Okay, so uh, I want to switch gears. We're about a month out from this new generation of video game consoles. Uh, Brooke, are you are you interested? Because I know you're really into retro stuff. Like obviously, behind you, we can see you're on camera. You have uh, a bunch of um, retro games behind you. But are you interested at all for the new Xbox uh, or the new PlayStation? All right, how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. As, um, as, as much as so you want to say. We we just bought like a PS4 like two years ago. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we bought it and we got it. And so we, we I, I don't think we're going to go for the new PlayStation. We're probably, well, like in a year or so. Um, we did get an Xbox pre-order. Uh, it was, it was, I, I vlogged it, but I actually, I didn't post the vlog. Like I, I was just like, I have to, it was just a hot mess. So um, up here, we have a GameStop within walking distance to our house. But my husband has always gone to this in particular GameStop next to the mall. That that's where he's got all of his, you know, consoles for like every release that he, he has. And it's by the mall. So it's a high volume store. So we w- w- drove past our GameStop and there was like two people outside. And we're like, okay, like if, if they have a long line at the one next to the mall, we'll just come back to this one. So this... It's 4 a.m., all right? So we drive out to the one next to the mall, and we get there, and there's no one there, but there's two chairs there. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm just, like, filming because that's just what I'm just vlogging. Like, I'm not – and I, like, vlogged the sign that says, like, Xbox, you know, pre-order coming out today or whatever, and that they had put up last night before they left. And there's the two chairs there, and I, like, sit down. Like, I have my blanket. Like, I have my little snacks because my husband had to work. So he was going to come with me and then drive back home and then come and get me after, like, you know, he had to, like, on his break or whatever. 
And I sit down, like I have my little blanket and I'm like, okay, I'm excited to like sit here for the next two hours because I was going to be third person in line, whatever. And my husband like looks at the sign that I had filmed and he's like, oh, there's only two Xboxes of each. There's only, there's two of the X and two of the S. And I'm like, okay, well maybe these people are only getting an X or an S, like what's going on? So then the lady was like in her car and so she rolls in her window and she's like, are you here for the Xbox? And we're like, yeah. And we're like, what one are you getting? She's like, oh, the more expensive one. And I'm like, oh, one, right? And she's like, no, I'm getting two, both of them. And I'm like, I swear. I was like, I was pissed. Like, I was real mad because she was like the more expensive one. And I was like, okay, listen, <laughs> listen. So I like, we got in the car, we drove to ours. As we're driving up, like a fifth guy gets in the line. They only had five X's. I was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to get it. Like, I was so frustrated. And I rolled in the window. I was like, what are you guys getting? And they're all like, oh, we're all getting X's. And then the last guy that just walked up, he's like, I'm undecided. And I was like, I need to know right now. And they were like, all cool. Like, we were all talking and whatever. So we drove back home and I was defeated. And so we got back to the house. And then I had a Best Buy on my phone. I had it on my computer. He had a, a Microsoft store and GameStop and like everything else on his computer. And so I was like trying to refresh. Best Buy didn't even go live until 9.05 with the like Xbox. Mm. I got it through the Microsoft store by like typing in, I'm not even joking you, Microsoft xbox pre-sale like that's what i typed in like a noob and it came up it made me sign in my microsoft account it let me buy it like i sent me the email and everything so we got the pre-order but it was just the weirdest day in the world because it was like everyone was just like it sold out really quick in best buy like i was right there when it went live on best buy and i missed out on it in best buy target missed out on it and i was right there like live it was just a crazy day so i'm done like i want to stand in line and get excited with people like and then go and like get my pre-order and walk out and like go home and like not be stressed out the rest of the day i'm just tired of it like and i don't even know how long GameStops are going to be open after this whole entire shenanigans so it's just was it was a hot mess it was stressful so yeah i'm getting the xbox but it's gonna be like i'm just overall this console wars bs <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're able to get one because that I would be so frustrated to you know have gotten up that early and then you know the, the first location was a bust and then the second one where there was an opportunity you're like crap I should have just went here. So oh, the, I was mad. Yeah, I was so, mad at myself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm happy to hear that that you, you did get one because I had a lot of friends who had a lot of trouble um, and actually didn't end up getting an Xbox. So yeah, you know. I feel bad for them. I get it though. It was like the it was this whole entire scalping generation of everything is just getting out of control. Like especially the the like the video game world. Like you know, it, it really started to become apparent. Like my husband used to work at Target, and he said that in 2006 when that Wii came out, people were starting to scalp leads then, and like. Now you think back, you know, how many years has that been 2006 to today and it's scalping is still crazier and more in in depth now because it's like people try to take the steps to not have scalpers and there's still scalpers everywhere. Yeah, so. it's, it's like people just need to stop paying those resale prices because yes! it, it's not it's like uh, eventually they're going to just come out of retail and you'll be able to get it. But obviously, like everybody wants to have it day one to you know be stoked. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's not worth it to pay like, you know, triple or double for the, the the console when you can just wait like a month or two and just pay normal price absolutely and we're just we're whatever we don't like scalpers i was actually just i just was filmed for a documentary this last week and that was a big theme of the documentary of like how has um you know the community the retro community the fact that i run that socal retro gaming expo um you know how has that affected 
retro game prices because you know it's gone to, i i don't know if you've ever like dipped into the world of retro gaming but there's a lot of games that are hundred to a thousand dollars you know just for a cartridge um not even complete sometimes just because it's just this game industry has really blown up in the last few years and um it sucks because you are kind of i'm between a rock and i am a collector but i'm not a resale collector like i would never resell anything we have we have a lot of really rare random stuff that i would never sell you know, but there's people that would go find stuff at a swap meet and then sell it on the internet for, you know, $100 the next day and make a profit. And then that's when prices start to get jacked up. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like, I, it sucks because I'm in, the, I'm in it every single day with all this crazy random retro stuff that I deal with. But I'm, it's just, luckily I don't like, I only like really bad games, I guess. So <laughs> nobody wants those games. Nobody wants a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen mall, <laughs> mystery mall game. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah because i'm trying to think i don't think i've ever even played a mary kate and ashley video game in my entire life i'm sorry someday you need to because it's an experience okay well damn <laughs> uh, garrett I, I know you said you were waiting to to get a, a next generation console yeah i mean i don't need it first day my playstation 4 works fine for me and for the most part I mean, we use it mainly just to stream whatever we want to watch, and then whenever a video game comes out that I really want to get, I'll get it, and I can play it, and I'm sure for the next few months, anything that comes out on the new generation is going to come out on PS4 for the most part, so I'll be okay. Um, but yeah, we won't get a PS4, and we're going to stick to PlayStation, I think, because, I don't know, the last Xbox I had was the 360, and it was it gave me the Red Ring of Death four times, which I continued to pay 20 bucks to have it fixed with like a local of mine. It wasn't even at GameStop because I think GameStop charged like a hundred bucks, which is great. Um, and it didn't even have Blu-ray. PlayStation 3 had Blu-ray, so I just went in and swapped it and has been PlayStation since the PS3. Yeah, I'll get a five later down the road, maybe six months to a year out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Black Friday next year. Exactly, where they're probably going to be like half price of what they Absolutely. were. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you, they'll be like uh, probably some good bundle deals, make it worth yeah. it. And maybe I could even trade in. Well, I don't know if we want to trade in our PS4 because we brought we we waited for our PS4 as well too. We waited a little while up until they uh, Battlefront came out and they had the special edition Star Wars version, so we bought that version. And I don't think we trade that in just because we like we like having the Star Wars. version. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Brooke. I, I'm so glad that we were able to have you back on. I still would like to have you on in the future because obviously we all share this love for, for Disney and it's always fun to be able to sit down and talk to people who understand it and are in it. So I, I want to thank you. Uh, but before we leave, is there anything you guys want to you know shout out or plug? Garrett. Um, well, for me, it's always the same. Uh, Shout out uh, my wife, Lexi. I love you. Uh, shout out Jamie and the Jamie RK podcast. Thanks for uh, always doing what you do. And uh, thanks for being on, Brooke. It's always uh, fun when we get to do the, the Disney podcast and you're a part of it. So appreciate it. I appreciate you guys both. Thank you so much. Um, it's been kind of a crazy week and I'm you know changing directions, especially you know, I've been using my like super video game gal account for like the last six years of my life. But now it's getting to the point where I'm just like, that's my kind of my main. So I'm like enjoying and I'm enjoying kind of moving away from Disney a little bit, which is sad because now I feel like I'm like not a Disney like person. So but it's like I still have all this crazy love and passion for it, it just isn't going to be as you know, prominent in my life, which is kind of sad. So thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And um, 
you know, if you guys have anything fun to talk about Disney, please bring me back on because I want to talk about it. Bring me back in like six months because then then it will be like, what the heck are you doing now? You know, what's going on? Who, who, what happened? Because, I mean, a lot can happen between now and December 4th. So that's going to be kind of crazy to, to about after the holiday season. That sucks that everyone's losing their job right, like right before the holiday. But, um, you know, it's it's just very sad that everything that's going on. So my heart goes out to all those cast members right now that are dealing with that, for sure. You know, that's that's a lot of people's dreams that are being, you know, taking 10 steps back right now. And and I, my heart really hurts for those people that are struggling because I have a lot of cast member friends that are really were struggling before this. And I know they're going to continue to struggle after this. And I, I, you know, look at look at into the stuff that you can do for cast members to help them if that's what you your heart feels like doing put that on your heart and see if that's something that you want to do because um, anyone listening, there's so many resources out there right now for cast members for people that are, you know, donating or the food pantries, especially cast member food pantries are out there trying to help out all the cast members. So all right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been super awesome. And seriously, thank you again, Garrett. Thank you, Brooke. This has been really fun. So I'll uh, you know, talk to you guys again soon. And we'll definitely do it again in the future. So talk to you guys soon. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Right.